Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and the outros, and my fantastic producer, who I could not do the show without him, and that is Mr. Adam Zalouf. Today's guests are regulars on the show, NFL scout, TV host, TV co-host, producer, writer, award-winning writer, Mr. Smoke and Jim Frazier, and a man of many, many shows, football expert, uh, Mr. Ralph Williams. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, hey, Jim. You thanks, sco- for ha- <laughs> thanks, thanks for having us, Adam. Appreciate it. Uh, see, he don't say nothing about me, Ralph. That's all right. Okay. Well, look, we're going to start right off. We're going to talk about the Steelers draft. Um, there's lots to talk about, so we're going to kick it off right off the bat. Uh, Ralph, you know, I'm going to start with you. The number one pick, Kenny Pickett, are you in favor of it? Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, the Steelers' uh, intention was to get a quarterback if there was one available, and uh, they they got a quarterback. The only thing is I didn't think Kenny Pickett was in front of Malik Willis. I actually thought, based on how many times they spoke to Malik Willis, that he was going to be their uh, pick, but uh, they, they chose Kenny Pickett and uh, it's a good choice. Uh, I know he may not be ready for the season, but then again, maybe he might be, we don't know. Uh, You know, it's a mystery. And uh, I was just not impressed with the fact that they did not draft any uh, offensive linemen in this draft. And uh, I know they signed a couple as undrafted free agents, but uh, you know, I was not happy with the fact that they didn't do any of that. They did, through the defensive line, uh, they did uh, cover that, and they covered everything they had to. And, you know, they, uh, like Jim said last night, they uh, signed Connor Hayward because he was Cam Hayward's brother. And, uh, you know, other than that, that pick they could have probably used, you know, to get an offensive lineman or something. Jim, your thoughts on the picket draft pick? Yeah, thanks, Claudio. Um, you know what? There's no denying, um, you know, the season that he had. The ACC all-time leading passer broke Dan Marino's uh, single-season school record. You know, um, I, I, I kind of comparing the two quarterbacks. He, um, he kind of reminds me a bit of Mac Jones, a former Alabama star that's now star with the New England Patriots. But he also, when I break down film of him, he also reminds me of a guy that went ahead of there, Marino, Todd Blackledge. So we yeah. win that score, <laughs> what we got right now. But the one thing we are guaranteed, Claudio, is that the AFC is as deep a quarterback as it's ever been in the history of football. And I don't think that uh, we are no longer, we are maybe the 10th or 11th best quarterback i got Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, Patrick, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Mac Jones, Josh Allen, um, already uh, rated ahead of uh, Kenny Pickett. Now, you don't need a great, great quarterback. Sometimes you just need a uh, 
game manager to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, Jim McMahon, Jeff Hostetler, Mark Rippian, Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson, Joe Flacco, and uh, Nick Foles all are Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. So, um, you know, we just have to have to wait and see. Like Ralph said, still is one of the quarterbacks, and they ended up getting one of the top two rated quarterbacks in this draft. I'd say my thoughts are, and I've seen Pickett play a ton. I'm still not sold on him. I'm not sold on his arm. He can run, but so could Tim Tebow. Uh, Tim Tebow was productive, <laughs> even though even though they tried to change him and they, they ripped on him from day one. Uh, you know, hey, he was productive. But um, I, I'm just not sold on him being a number one pick. If they had picked him in the second round, third round, terrific. But first round, no. Uh, I think the fans would have been upset with it. If he would have come from Colorado State or UNLV or whatever, they'd have been mad. But since he's from Pitt, okay, it's a great pick. I don't think it was. I said all along, I think you can, there was plenty of free agent quarterbacks with experience who didn't have a lot of miles on them, who weren't expensive, who had previous success, like Mariota and, and, and numerous other ones. And I mentioned Mitch Trubinsky. And I thought it was a great sign to sign Trubinsky, a 27-year-old guy who took a not very good team, the Chicago Bears, to the playoffs twice. And and he still somehow got them to the playoffs. And I thought with the Steelers, with a great running back, with better offensive line in the draft, at least I thought they would, I thought that he would be a great choice for the Steelers because I don't think the Steelers are that far away from being a serious contender if they drafted well. Instead, and this way they wouldn't have to waste a draft pick on a quarterback because I didn't think it was a great class. I thought you had a Gally Trebinsky, 27, who you could make, in my opinion, the guy for quite a few years. So instead they got Trebinsky and then they get picking. And I don't, again, I just don't see it. I don't think he has the arm strength. I think he can run. But then those, you know, the, the NFL is a hell of a lot quicker than the ACC, you know. And um, and then, you know, when you're a runner like that, and Jim, you can answer this better than anybody since you are an NFL scout and watch more tapes than anybody I know. When you run, when you get out of the pocket like that, am I right or wrong? They say he's accurate. Number one, I think Pickett holds the ball too long. In the NFL, he can't. But number two, when you get out of that pocket, don't you have to have pretty much a cannon for an arm uh, like a Mahomes or a Josh Allen or years ago uh, an Elway? Uh, am I right or am I wrong? You better have a damn good arm if you're going to get out of the pocket. Yeah, I believe you're right. Not, not Jim, go ahead. Jim, you first, and we'll get to Ralph. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly because, um, you know, now the trick to being a, a great quarterback with a marginal arm is when your uh, foot hit that third step or the fifth step or the seventh step, you're letting that ball go. When you're right. scrambling around, now you got these receivers that can run four or three, they're going to outrun your arm. And a lot of times you're doing the cardinal sin. You're throwing against the grain. You're throwing late over the middle, which um, somebody with a great arm as a rookie, um, Terry Bradshaw, from 24 interceptions. Right, <laughs> right, right. Great point. Late over the middle. So, great point. Jim, that is a great point, which 
I, I mean, I, I mentioned, you know, guys like Elway getting out of the pocket or a Favre uh, or even Marino a little bit, not, not so much left to right, but, uh, you know, north south. But he had a cannon. And now today is Josh, Mah- uh, uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. But you make a fantastic point, which I didn't think of, with Terry Bradshaw, who had a big arm. And he had 24 picks back then when they didn't throw as much. Ralph, your thoughts on the arm issue and going out of the pocket with Pickett? First of all, I do agree with you on in one perspective, Claudio, that perhaps they should not have drafted a quarterback in the first round. And if they would have been patient, Nick Foles is now available. Do you see what I'm saying? They could right, have had right. two veteran quarterbacks on the roster, or well, three with Mason Rudolph. And, uh, you know, they wouldn't even have had to explore the quarterback option part if Dwayne Haskins was still alive. And that's what happened there. But his arm strength, you're right, his arm strength is in question. And, uh, you know, if he gets out of that pocket and bootlegs and, uh, you know, he starts running and there's a linebacker looking at him, he got to get rid of that ball, you know, because they always have a spy on the quarterback in the defense. And if the spy is looking at him and he sees him bootlegging, He's going to have to throw that ball. If he has to throw it down the field, I don't know how far he can throw it, you know. And uh, you know, so we'll see what he does. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, the we're, we're, I'm in a wait and see mode with Kenny Pickett right now. Well, I, hey, I think Claudia. that's yes, sir. Hey, Claudia. Yes, sir. Um, uh, one question. One question I have, and maybe Ralph can answer this um, as well, is: Has anybody interviewed uh, Mitch Trubisky? Because um, don't forget. Um, Haskins was visiting, was a, was against at Trubisky's house when he died. That's right. Um, is is that you know what I mean? I mean, just say a friend of the show, Chip Hayner, if he came to my house for a weekend and and then he got killed, I don't know how badly that would affect you know uh, the mental state of Mr. Trubisky. Point. Nobody's interviewed him. Maybe that's a reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers felt they had to get a quarterback in the first round. Where's the Where's uh, free lunch Ed Bouchette and some of these other guys are stealing money out there? Well, that that's a great point. And I thought about that. I, I really did because he could be saying to himself, Man, if I didn't have that event, you know, who knows what could happen and or what would have happened. I, I see what you're saying. Um, Ralph, uh, good, your thoughts on that. My my question is more or less with that uh, to your to your question, Jim Smoking Jim. I did not hear anything about any interviews with Mr. Trubisky. Nothing has come to, to to me, or I haven't heard anything on on all the on on all of the information that I get. Uh, he may not want to talk about it. I mean, right. sometimes people they go into this distant thing when there's death like that, and they may he may not want to talk about it right now. You know, that might be, a, a, you know, a sore subject with him. But, uh, you know, and that's and I, I don't blame him because I've had death. You know, my first wife died. I didn't want to talk to nobody for a while. And uh, so, I mean, I, and, and I can understand Mr. Bithy's, um, you know, thing there if that's what he's going to do. But, right, uh, right. It, you know, I believe that the Steelers would not have even explored the quarterback possibility if uh, Haskins was still alive because they knew they had a full allotment. They probably would have took that kid still in the seventh round that they took from uh, South Dakota State, that Chris Aladuku, and, uh, you know, and um, keep him as a camp arm, put him on a practice squad, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, so 
you know, no, and Ralph, then, I, I, I kind of think they were hell bent to get Pickett. I mean, if you hear Colbert, who you know, very well respected guy and respected eyes, um, you know, he, he said that Pickett was the best by far. And Jim is the first person that I heard, and I listen to a lot of shows, but I'm just being honest, that's just because you know, I love Jim has nothing to do with that. I, Jim's the first person that I heard talk about Malik Willis. And then when I start watching him, I said, damn, I mean, this kid, he, now he's a guy who can throw on the move out of the pocket and flick it. And the, and the ball jumps out of his hand again. Uh, you know, you have to have a, a, an arm for a quarterback. I remember, and I've said this numerous times when my, my daughter is a captain of the color guard, we used to go down and she's a senior next year. But w- when she was a uh, freshman, we would kind of go further down to, to watch her perform. And there was a, he threw a sideline pattern or sideline pass and the damn thing just floated. And I said, damn, I said, Marino's used to choom, shoot out of his arm, Elway shoot out of his arm. And then people say, well, Joe Montana and Tom Brady didn't have the best arms. Well, if you look at some highlights when the camera is behind them and they, th- or, or even in, in, you know, in fr- behind the receiver that they throw to like in the end zone, those balls were zipped in there. They didn't have as bad of an arm as people made them out to, to, to have. Um, and, and also, especially Montana and Brady, they got rid of the ball quick. Like Jim said, you put that foot down, it's got to be ready to go. But I just think that, again, I, I just thought it would be better. When you get when you have a first-round draft pick, and, and Jim, I, I will go to you next here, he better be ready to go, big-time player. People were saying, like Kirk Cousins, if, if Pickett's like Kirk Cousins throwing for 4,000 yards and 30-some touchdowns, then I'm going to say, hey, that, that, those are good numbers. But I remember when Dallas drafted Aikman, Jim and Ralph, and they threw him into the mix right away, and they had a terrible season. That's because they wanted everybody to grow at one time. Dallas wasn't anywhere near playoff ready. The Steelers just finished making the playoffs. So I think all they needed to do was you know, reload rather than rebuild. I think Trubisky would have been a perfect guy for that and then draft a big-time defensive lineman. Or I'm sorry, big-time offensive lineman because I believe, and Jim, please answer this, when you have a great offensive line, that helps the passing game, helps the running game, which kind of even helps the defense because it keeps them off the field. Uh, your, your thoughts on my comments? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, um, Claudio. You know, you win football games uh, in the trenches. Um, Ralph knows that. Ralph was an um, offensive and defensive uh, lineman in high school, so he knows very well. That's where football games are won. And number two, when you talk about Malik Willis, I mean, if you're going to take a, a first-round draft pick, you've got to take a guy, not only got a laser for an arm, but a guy going to get you out of trouble with his feet. You know exactly. what I mean? I remember one year, Bill Cowher was still the coach. In back-to-back games, man, we had a devastating defense. But we got beat by Air McNair and Donovan McNabb at home at uh, Three Rivers Stadium because we could not stop in the fourth quarter the running ability of McNabb and Air McNair. And I remember one game with the fans of uh, Pittsburgh at Heinz Field gave uh, Michael Vick a standing ovation um, because he came back, and it was one of the few ties in NFL history at that time. But he tied the Steelers and took it to overtime, and the, the game ended up in the tie. But we just could not stop Michael Vick, even with a great defense, 
um, that the Pittsburgh Steelers had at that time. So when you get when you get four three speed and and elusiveness um, running the ball, you know everybody talks about hey, you know Kenny Pickett can run a four six four seven forty. Yeah, well a lot of guys can run fast, but are you Allen Iverson? Right. Right. read some uh, quarterbacks who were taken number one who didn't pan out too well not in any particular order EJ Manuel Johnny Manziel um, just scrolling here through the list uh, Brandon Whedon okay uh, he didn't throw RG3 including me I, Jim you never liked him I thought he was gonna be a big-time quarterback you were never sold on him Blaine Gabbert isn't doing anything Jake Locker if you remember him um, Who's the other one here? Sam Bradford didn't turn out to be much. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys. We can go on. Uh, uh, Matt Leinart, uh, Kevin Kolb, uh, Brady Quinn. There's a lot of guys who, uh, and then, of course, Jamarcus Russell. Um, and, and who was the other Paxton guy? Paxton Lynch. Yeah, yeah, but he at least he's still play. Yeah, he's not much. Jim, who's the guy from Texas? Vince Young. A lot of those guys, they just didn't pan out. And um, like I said, if you're going to pick a first-round draft pick at a quarterback, which is always risky, Man, you better be damn. He's got to have at least all the tools, and I, I just don't see it. But we're going to go over the uh, couple other picks this, this, that the Steelers had after a word from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie, and don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get that on my website, ClaudioRelsano.com and JohnMelvinPublishing.com and the uh, Robinson Township uh, Barnes & Noble. And a couple golf events, the Ray Boom Boom Mancini Foundation will be having a golf event for a, a little girl, six little, a sick little girl. Uh, and hopefully this helps her. She's six-year-old. Her name is Sophia and Judy. On June 4th, shotgun time is 9 a.m. It's at Noel Run Golf Course in Lowellville, Ohio. It's only $100. Uh, I'll definitely be there, so please join us. And the 21st annual Sid Bream and John Kolb Celebrity Golf Classic at Treesdale on May 16th. You can contact me. Oh, for the Ray Mancini one, contact Ray Boom Boom Mancini Foundation at gmail.com. That's Ray Boom Boom Mancini Foundation at gmail.com. And for the Sid Bream, John Kolb uh, event, just contact me. On my website, or on my email, relsano16 at msn.com. Some of the celebrities that will be attending will be John Kolb, Sid Bream, Craig Wolfley, Craig Bingham, Justin Hartwig, Rocky Blyer will be there, former Pitt quarterback Sal Janella, uh, Larry Richard, the voice of Pittsburgh, will be there, Lance Mel, former New York Jet linebacker, I'll be there, so please join us for that. And last note, very important, a friend of the show, friend of mine, Ed Hearn, the former catcher, backup catcher for the 1986 New York Mets World Championship team, is in need of a kidney. Uh, so please go to his Facebook page, Ed Hearn, and uh, you will see the contact information there. We will be right back with Ralph Williams and Smoking Jim Frazier. 
Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, guys, uh, the number two pick. Uh, George Pickens. He was 52 overall. He was out of Georgia, wide receiver. Uh, Jim, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on George Pickens, the wide receiver out of Georgia? Uh, could be could be your next Martavius Brown, although Martavius Brown <laughs> had a heck of a rookie year. Hey, listen, this is a guy that, uh, you know, he, he, he has football speed. I mean, he, he runs well in the 40, but, I mean, he looked like a 4-2 guy on the field, but he didn't play any football this past year, except for the national championship game because he tore his ACL. Who knows how much that affects him. Off and on the field, he likes to fight. <laughs> he gets in a lot of trouble. <laughs> he got a lot of off-the-field problems, but uh, he got pretty decent size. He's almost 6'4", little lean. I'm at about 195 pounds, but he's fast. And he's not costing the Steelers any money. I think he can come right in and step right in at the outside wide receiver position, maybe move uh, playful inside a bit, you know, having more effective over the middle. But I think it was a great, great pick. Now, I don't know how long. I, I don't know if he'll see a second contract. He could go by way of San Antonio Holmes and Mike Wallace and, Martavius Bryan and those guys, but right. he definitely got the talent. Ralph, your thoughts on George Pickens? Uh, oh, you forgot smoking Jim Lima Swede. <laughs> yeah, but George Pickens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot about 
what I what I saw what I saw with George Pickens was a uh, a guy. Excuse my dog barking. Uh, a um, a guy that's like Heinz Ward kind of because I saw him block, and when he blocks, he knocks the guy right on his butt. He doesn't just block and 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 you know get out of the way. He blocks. I seen him block like Heinz Ward. You know, he's a taller Heinz Ward is what I see him as. And I think he has good hands. I'm sorry. Does your your dog think George Pickens is a dog? Yeah. What? What do you think about George Pickens? Yeah, he's a good. Yeah, he likes George Pickens. He's over here wagging his tail. He's he's having a good time. So, you know, but anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, as I mentioned, I think he could be another Heinz Ward. The only difference is he was not a, a quarterback like Heinz Ward was, but he can block. I, I watched some footage on him. He can block. All right. Uh, and uh, the third round pick, DeMarvin Leal, defensive lineman out of Texas A&M, 6'4", 285. Again, I thought they should have gone offensive line first, defensive line second, then wide receiver. Uh, but, Jim, your thoughts on um, – if we can move the dog, maybe that might help. But uh, your thoughts on De- uh, DeMarvin Leal? Hey. Well, well, the one, one good thing, Claudio, um, we all know his name is DeMarvin. He's a black man. He's so, uh-huh. <laughs> hey, listen, he's he athletic. He's, <laughs> at 280 pounds, he can do a backflip. But, Claudio, my problem is he's only six foot three. Yeah. 280 pounds, which to play defensive end, which you're basically a defensive tackle in the 3-4 defense, you got to be up over 300 pounds. Um, you know, he's the, he's the guy that's a third-round guy that you're looking to come in and help you, maybe as a starter. He's going to be a career backup. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had a really tough time drafting, drafted several players out of Alabama that didn't pan out, you know, drafted Davis, um, got the Davis twins out in Nebraska. They've yet to really see the field. So this is just another guy who does not fit the three, four system. Um, so hopefully uh, to it, will be able to come back. I, I think Wormsley did a great job last year in the last five games. He, he proved that he's a, a quality starter in this league after getting off to a very slow start with the Steelers. So um, I, I look for um, DeMarvin um, to, you know, do some circus acts in practice, <laughs> you know, backflips and, and tumbles. But uh, other than that, he's not going to do much on the field. So you don't think it was a good pick at all? No, no, horrible, horrible. A lot of people are raving. See, now, again, I trust you. And I'm not, again, I'm not just saying that because you don't have a dog in the race, pardon the pun. Uh, or You are being honest. Why is everybody raving over some of these picks? Well, it's the same people that's raving with the, uh, you know, with uh, Devin Bush. And uh, hey, I was going to get to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you called Devin <laughs> Bush. You called Devin Bush a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> and Terrell Edmonds. And yeah. Jarvis too slow Jones. So um, you know, hey, you know, Claudio, you and I have been blessed. Uh, we've been doing this stuff since we were three, four years old. <laughs> and when you hear some of the reports that's coming out, I'm like, these guys watching the same film I'm watching. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, a few years ago, the Steelers drafted a bum out of Alabama named Bugs. Um, they finally cut him. Um, this this boy had more playtime in the strip clubs than he had on the field. <laughs> One of his players even took a swing at him on the sideline um, on national TV, and they finally got rid of him, but they kept him around taking up a roster spot because he played in the SEC and he played for Alabama. Here's another guy that played in the SEC and played for Texas A&M, and he'll might as well give him the same number they gave Bucks. <laughs> Ralph, your thoughts on uh, the draft pick of DeMarvin Lee Al? Okay, I have uh, some concerns, and I'll tell you why. I don't know if you guys are aware, but this guy's got soft tissue problems uh, on his muscles and his arms and also in his legs. He's missed thought, a lot of games. I thought maybe because he he's say, got, you were going to say he didn't like Charmin's toilet paper, but, but go ahead. <laughs> No, no, no. He's got he's got a soft tissue problem, oh, okay. and he's missed a lot of games because of that. And what has happened is is. But what I don't understand is I looked at a couple publications and they got him at number one. I just don't get that. I mean, you know, and I I wanted the Steelers if they could get him, and they could have if they would have taken him, you know, in the in the lower round was I wanted that Travis Jones from UConn, and he ended up with Baltimore. So I mean. You know, now we have to play against him in Baltimore. And uh, I thought Travis Jones would have been a really good pick. And we could have got him if we would have drafted him ahead. You know, uh, we we decided to go with this 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 guy here. But I think Travis Jones, if I'm not mistaken, was picked up before the Steelers could actually get him. They could have got him in the first round like I thought they should have took him. But, you know, here we are. Ralph, you make a point about him being number one in a lot of publications. Jim, you and I have talked about it all the time. If one scout hears another guy scout say, oh, he's number one, that he's going to agree and the other scout's going to agree and so on and so on because they don't want to get off of that lane, which is something that you and I are known for doing in our respective sports. A am I right or wrong in saying that? Man, you're 100% right, Claudio, as usual. 100% right. I, I, I mean, I don't know who this guy is, but – You've never you never mentioned him, but yet some people say he's number one. So again, I, I go with you. Now the number fourth pick, Calvin Austin, who's a wide receiver, four three forty. He's five eight, one hundred seventy pounds, or one hundred seventy eight pounds for, out of Memphis. But they're talking about him him being a slot receiver, which again, Jim, we'll start with you. Am I wrong in saying he might be more effective on the outside? And if he goes into a slot. Is it going to be taking more of a pounding or no? Yeah. Um, you know, in today's football, um, you know, they, they put these little guys in the slot because nobody seems to want to hit anymore. But, yeah, back in the day, you wouldn't put a guy this size in the slot. You know, when the Steelers make a draft pick, you know, um, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I was really uh, shocked because, you know, my tape had him at about uh, five foot seven. And this is a former walk-on track star. And I don't believe he ever returned punts in, in college. Uh, and that's another thing they want. But it don't matter how fast you are in the National Football League. It's whether or not you can play or not. You know, Switzer was one of the best I've ever seen play in college ball in North Carolina. You couldn't bust a grape here. Um, Dre Archer uh, couldn't bust a grape. Uh, Sammy Coates. <laughs> I couldn't catch a cold butt naked. So, you know, speed don't matter 
in the National Football League if you can't produce. Um, I was shocked when the Pittsburgh Steelers pulled the trigger um, with this kid in the fourth round because, like you said, Claudio and Ralph, Steelers need to help in, in you know, the offensive line. And, um, you know, and I would – and there were still some very good running backs uh, still on the board at that time, and I think we need a we needed a backup running back to, right. to give a little breather here and there, or just in case um, you know our stud gets hurt. So that's the direction I would have went. Be- Jim, before I go to Ralph, I'm going to ask you one more thing. In baseball, there's guys. There was an Olympic. Uh, gold medalist back in 19. Well, he played, he was the designated runner for the Oakland A's, the first and last designated runner. His name was Herb Washington, and he was an absolute speedster. But yeah, he stole maybe 30 some bases, but he also got caught 20 some times, okay, because the technique wasn't there. there. Then there's a guy like Steve Largent, who isn't uh, the fastest, you know, guy in the world, but yet he could cut. A Chris Collinsworth, who had you know pretty good speed, but uh, you know he, he could cut. So is it? Am I wrong in saying yes? Obviously, you have to have speed, but it's the cutting, uh, it's the route running that's very important. Am I right or wrong? Well, not only are you right, but to take it to another level, would also make those guys good. Is they spent hours and hours and hours when nobody was looking with their quarterback, you know, Kenny Anderson and, and Chris Collins were, they could close their eyes and connect on passes. Same right. way with, uh, you know, you know, Jim Zorn and, and Largent and uh, man, these guys put hours and hours in, you know, my dad taught me, you know, my dad was my greatest coach. Um, his right. belt should be in the hall of fame, but he <laughs> still was a great coach. And my dad always told me that um, as a wide receiver, no defensive back, including Deion Sanders or Mel Blunt, should be able to watch a receiver one-on-one. And I would take Johnny United and Raymond Berry, Raymond Berry. Over, yep. any, over any defensive back, whether it's Herb Adderley, Lim Barney, Deion Sanders, because you, they threw to a spot. I mean, right. and they worked at it hours after hours. You didn't even know, man, you threw to a spot. And he was coming back to the ball. There's nothing a defensive back could do. Um, there's right. nothing they could do if they tried to bite on it. He'd just, you know, do a wheel route up the field and got you beat in the same way with, with Blitnikoff. Blitnikoff never yes. threw a block in his life because every route he went down the field 20, 25 yards, so you didn't know if it was a pass or a run. And um, D back had to go with him. So, um, yeah, I agree with you, man. It's the hours that you put in when nobody's watching with right. that quarterback, that makes a difference. Ralph, your thoughts on Calvin Austin, wide receiver out of Memphis. Well, I believe that they drafted this guy to do what uh, Juju used to do, and that is uh, the jet sweep play, and Ben would hand it off to him, and he would go straight up the middle. I believe that that's what they drafted this kid for because I don't know what they can use this kid for other than his speed. I mean, he can catch the ball, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know what else he can do. But I do know I think that's what they drafted him for because some comments were made from some of our other media colleagues that this is a draft that uh, uh, should help Matt Canada, uh, you know, and uh, there's no excuse this year. He doesn't have Ben. 
So he, but you know, he's going to run his offense. He runs a lot of those jet sweeps and handoffs. So I think that's what they, what they drafted him for, for that. I don't think they drafted him for anything else. And, and lastly, Ralph, I'm going to lead into what you just mentioned, Ben, you know, uh, a lot of people said he should retire. He should be gone. Thank you, Ben. Be gone. You know what? I think yes, he was nowhere near the quarterback he used to be. He wasn't as mobile. Maybe the arm strength it was still pretty good, but maybe not as on the long ball as much as it used to. Fine, but the guy was a winner. The guy had a lot of guile. Was intelligent, and he was, in my opinion, still last year one of the most dangerous quarterbacks, if not the most dangerous, with two minutes and under. And uh, everybody wanted him gone. I think they're really going to miss him. I, I think him at his age and his lack of mobility and his physical status, to be very honest with you, I'd rather have him than Pickett. And I'd rather have Trubinsky than Pickett. Final thoughts, Jim Frazier. Well, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I thought Ben going into last season had two more years left in his body, especially after throwing 29 touchdowns a year before. But the beating that he took took probably five years off his life. I mean, this is a guy that took a team that had nothing on offense, no offensive line. He got killed, never complained, and led this team to a playoff appearance, which in my opinion was worthy of (laughs) NFL MVP nomination. And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are really going to miss Ben. Um, you know, the, the, the things that he was able to do, I don't know if we'll ever see that, you know, here in Pittsburgh again. We were blessed to see Terry Bradshaw and Ben. And between them was Mark Malone, former first-round pick. So right, right. we could be entering the next Mark Malone era. <laughs> <laughs> he was my, by the way, he was my favorite Steeler quarterback. But uh, Ralph, uh, your final thoughts. And, and, Jim, real quick, before Ralph, you answer. Jim, are, yes or no, are the Steelers better after this draft pick or draft uh, after the draft, yes or no? Um, let me ask you this. Did you say Mark Malone was your favorite Steeler? He was. He's, yes, he was. Oh. Well, Bradshaw, but <laughs> okay. I love Brad, But Mark Malone was my favorite. I, I like Mark. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Steelers, are, Steelers are so much worse. And after this draft, I mean, I, I expected more out of Kevin Colbert going into his last draft. I know Kevin uh, very well. I, I'm not surprised he didn't uh, uh, take a guy from Liberty with that first pick because he didn't want to, if it didn't pan out, he didn't want to spend the next 20 years of his life hearing that Kevin Colbert screwed it up. So he took <laughs> a safe pick. And by playing, you can't play it safe in the NFL. Jimmy Johnson never played it safe. That's why he turned. Um, the Cowboys around. Vince Lombardi never played safe. Don't forget, Green Bay was one of the worst teams in the NFL when Vince Lombardi took it over. You That's can't right. play safe. Chuck Noll didn't play safe. Um, he went to the traditional um, black colleges and got some studs out of there. Um, so um, I think this was a, a safe draft, another big-time school draft. And I think that in the long run, the Pittsburgh Steelers – um, it's going to, you know, enjoy finishing like the Pittsburgh Pirates last in their division. And and I said they should have gone uh, 
to the uh, historically black colleges too. I remember I said I, I think they should think outside of the box like they did years ago. Ralph, uh, final thoughts on the draft and are they better or nothings uh, after this draft? Okay, a couple key things here too. Everybody has to understand Mike Tomlin doesn't have a franchise quarterback for the first time in his coaching career. I mean, I know Ben was hurt a few times. He hurt his elbow, didn't play the one, you know, the 19th season. So what I'm saying is even, even with that, he had the luxury of Ben Roethlisberger when he started his job as a head coach. Now he doesn't have that. I'm, I'm curious to see what he's going to do with this, okay, because that's where. But this draft really didn't make us any better because I expected better. And let me tell you this. And I know Mike Tomlin says this all the time. We don't care about what the other teams in our division do. We worry about ourselves. Well, you better worry about Baltimore because Baltimore got Travis Jones on the defensive line. Big kid from Connecticut. I thought the Steelers should have drafted him. They got the, the offensive lineman that I, want, that I wanted them to draft, Dan Falala. Now listen to this. I saw some footage on him running the ball like Refrigerator Perry. They handed off to him in short yardage near the end, near the end zone. And he also can catch and he can throw. So that's a weapon that the Steelers, I can guarantee you, will not be able to stop. Okay? This guy weighs 380 pounds and he's six foot nine. So what I'm saying to you is when Baltimore and all the other teams in, the, in our division got, got beefier and bulkier and more physical, we didn't. We didn't get physical here. I don't see anybody physical on this on this uh, in this draft. And the line of scrimmages are the two most important, as you guys have been saying, thing to win football games. And and I, I didn't see it in this draft at all. Nothing. All right. Well, Jim, Ralph, I appreciate you guys being on the show. I knew you guys would know what you're talking about, and you certainly do. Uh, Jim, we'll see you a little later on tonight at Steel City Sports World. Ralph, I'll be seeing you on your show. Ralph, real quick, tell everybody uh, some of your shows. Uh, t- uh, Tuesday, uh, let's see, Thursday, this Thursday night at 6 p.m., Smoke and Jim and I will be on with our live call-in show on PCTV Channel 21, Comcast 47, Verizon. I also have a podcast called The Way I See It, TV show The Way I See It. And uh, also I have a Mauler's uh, show, which I'm about to do at 4.30 here. And then I have uh, the uh, Mauler's uh, pre- and post-game as well. Plus I'm on Blog Talk Radio with Mark Mancini. We, we do two shows. We do a sports show, and every other Thursday we do a wrestling show. So uh, and, then tomorrow, and then tomorrow night at 10.15, I have a draft summit. Uh, Claudio is going to be on. I got Joe Kuglis coming on, uh, our draft expert. And I also have Scott Morgan Roth from South Florida. He's going to come on to talk about what the Dolphins, Buccaneers, and uh, Jaguars did in the draft. And I'm working on getting Steve Baldessari, who's a reporter. He reports on the New England Patriots. I'm working on getting him on, see what the Patriots did in, their, in his opinion. And we're, we're going to compare notes and stuff and, uh, you know, what our teams did and everything else. It's going to be interesting. It starts at 1015. It'll be on YouTube Live and Facebook Live. All right. Smoking Jim, want we'll to talk about some of your shows. Jim? Okay, I'll, I'll promote our shows. We do the Boxing Authorities, which is Luther, Jim, and I on live.vivetv.network. It's the best boxing show out there. And uh, promote some. And we also do Steel City Sports World, hosted by Luther Dupree. That's on PCTV21, uh, Comcast, PCTV47, 
on Verizon. That'll be live on first Wednesday of every month, and it's on numerous times throughout the month. And also my show, Monday Night Impact with Mark Mancini. Uh, that you can uh, listen to that show. Just click, go to my website, click on that link, and of course my uh, my sh- this show, of course, and then my brand new YouTube channel on Claudio Relsano TV. Uh, so check that out as well. All right, everybody. Hey, you uh, guys. Hey, Claudio, real quick before yes. we go, I heard yeah. I heard you guys are doing real well. You got John Delano even calling in. Yeah, yeah, he's he makes the show he makes the show go. Nobody knows who John Delano is outside of Pittsburgh, but uh, yeah. Ralph likes to uh, throw some uh, grapes at us once in a while, but that's all right. John Delano <laughs> is is he still around? John Delano? Yeah, he's doing. Uh, he's been doing for the last two years, and uh, the only time he comes out of his attic is when he has to do a report about the election. All so right. on May seventeenth is the election. You'll see him coming out of his attic to come right. to the studio. But he's been in his attic for like two years now. Okay. So. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the show. As always, thank you, Rick Mitchell, for the introductions and the outros. My fantastic producer and my good friend, Adam Zalouf. Thank you. And thank you to our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Colonel Defense Attorney Eric Jackson Lurie. And you know about my book. Just go to my website and uh, all the rest of the shows. And don't forget about the golf events, the Ray Mancini event and the Sid Bream, John Kolb event. And again, go to the Ed Hearn Facebook page uh, for the kidney Uh, donor details as always thank you mom and pop talk to you guys soon thank you for listening to the claudio rosano show brought to you by roscoe hearing and allergy care center be sure to tune in next time on claudiorosano.com to my mom she can't understand me she gets so cranky and irritable well your mother's ears cannot understand speech sounds and that leaves her trying to guess what you said this makes conversation exhausting for her can we help her Yes, Julie. Once we improve her hearing, she'll be less frustrated and be able to enjoy talking with you again. If your loved one needs help hearing and understanding, call the Roscoe Hearing Center at 814-375-0455. Hearing solutions with the care you've been looking for. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you.
Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298.